0: Well, hello, Leo.
1: Hello, Ausitz. How are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you. How are you?
1: Very well, also.
0: Yay. And welcome, (laughs) everyone, to our third episode.
1: Third episode.
0: (laughs) Of Intuitive Secrets with Company of Prophets. Company of
1: Prophets. Yes. Yes. It is October 10th, 2020.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. we, we are, um, I know we're going to have a conversation about a movie and a book that we both love. Um, although you've read the book, I have not. Um, but indeed, I've seen the movie oh, so many times. But before we get into it, um, we are dedicating this episode to the very wonderful transgrio herself, um, Ms. Monica Roberts, who transitioned into non-physical mm-hmm. this week. And um, as she describes herself on the transgrio website, she's a proud unapologetic black trans woman, speaking truth to power and discussing the world around her since 2006. I, uh, yes, she was. Yep, yeah. I'm. I'm saying is because you know I do not believe in death whatsoever, and I look forward to um, Monica showing up and saying hello to me at some point um, when she is mm-hmm. when she is good and comfy in non physical, and non-physical. And, um, and yeah has time for um, folks on this side. Um, for those who do not know her. Monica Roberts, tall, statuesque, I think lovely and cool as all, it's all get out, um, AKA, and this, I'm taking this directly from the Blogspot.com website. Um, so I, would say these are in her words, uh, Monica Roberts, AKA the Transgrio, native hist- Houstonian from Houston, Texas, glad award-winning blogger, writer, an award-winning trans human rights advocate, uh, the founding editor of the TransGrio, and her writing has appeared at the Bellerico Project, Ebony.com, Huffington Post, and the Advocate. Um, and she works has worked to foster understanding and acceptance of trans people inside and outside communities of color, and um, among her many honors the Virginia Prince Transgender Pioneer Award, the Robert Coles Call of Service Award, the Barbara Jordan, one of my heroes, the Barbara Jordan Breaking Barriers Award, and the 2020 Susan J. Hyde Award for Longevity in the Movement. Um, really cool. cool. Yeah, really cool, wonderful person. I was, I was at her website. Um, in fact, I'm still there now. And um, one of the things we had in common was a love of science. And she noted that um, Hidden Figures um, and Black Panther uh, were two of her uh, favorite movies. And we bonded over the fact that when she was a kid, she got to go to NASA um, for a student's, a student's event. And um, yeah, we both were space word people, really. Um, yes, and I met her at the Black Trans Advocacy Conference in Texas, and that's where last I saw her um, at the conference in 2019. So here's to Ms. Monica Roberts, a pioneer, um, a wonder woman, and um, yes, a lovely spirit.
1: And an ancestor.
0: And and now an ancestor. Now a strong, fierce advocate on the side of good for all of us. Well said, yes, an ancestor.
1: Well thanks for for adding the words from her website. Absolutely. And we dedicate this episode to Monica Roberts. Yes.
0: So Tell us what we're speaking about today, Mr. Leo.
1: Today we are discussing the uh, documentary Afterlife Investigations, mm-hmm. which is a documentary uh, covering the experiments that uh, took place in the Skoll, village, village of Skoll in the United Kingdom,
0: yes. the
1: tiny village uh, north of London. Mm-hmm. And the experiments uh, lasted for five years. Well, they were uh, investigated for five years by scientists, but they occurred, I think, before the investigators uh, were involved.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, and this five years worth of evidence about the afterlife, was, yes. uh, evidence was collected, as they and investigated by the Society of Psychical Research in London.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. All right. so that's what we're talking about today
0: it's for people who are working on developing their um, access to um, their psychic abilities who are expanding their psychic abilities i cannot recommend the movie highly enough um, at present it is streaming but well i typically see it on on youtube but I think it's streaming right now on one of the services.
1: Amazon has it uh, for free. If you're an Amazon Prime member, mm-hmm. you may watch without uh, an additional cost. Yeah. Um,
0: what I found most useful about the movie was um, they see so, so many amazing things. They they've documented so many amazing things and indeed had Nobel level scientists um, helping to document their worth, their work. But if you're um, an intuitive person and you're wondering if what you can do, what you can see and hear and feel is just too much, it, 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 it may be just not possible. <laughs> you watch the skull experiment, uh, I guess if you read the book as well, Suddenly you realize, okay, wait a minute. What I'm doing is junior level stuff. And there is, so I shouldn't feel overwhelmed by it. In fact, there's a lot of space for continued development. There's there's far more yet to experience. So it, it helped me feel much more normal and much more comfortable with what I could do. And then it gave me goals.
1: Okay. It gave me goals.
0: So... Yeah, but how is it for you?
1: The skull, the skull um, group was formed by the uh, four participants. Well, the two organizers, uh, Robin and Sandra Foy, mm-hmm. uh, husband and wife team. Their interest was in uh, physical mediumship for the most part, mm-hmm. and they, uh, especially Robin, was greatly. Uh, greatly admired, greatly influenced by the work of uh, Leslie Flint, uh, who was a generation ahead of him, who was a physical medium, physical voice medium, direct voice, as they used to call it. The spirits uh, did not, while uh, Robin Foy, while uh, the Skoll Group was working with the spirits, spirits did not care for the term direct voice uh, at that time in the, the 90s when they were together. But that's yeah, the voices would uh Leslie Flint is the tapes mm-hmm. are available of Leslie Flint's voices online. Leslie dot com. You may hear them recordings of many, many voices, a few historical figures and lots of ordinary people. So it's mostly a physical group, physical mediumship versus mental mediumship. That's it.
0: Mm-hmm. And they, they also covered um, some of what I think of as what you do um, with ITC's, um, ITC work in EVPs.
1: Well, there's Marcello Bacci, who we mentioned in the second episode last week. Uh, so they show a great deal of Mr. Bacci and, and his center. He has since passed on. But in the 90s, he was still growing strong and having regular sessions Mm -hmm. for parents who wanted to contact their children, their loved ones, for the most part, parents and children. And he would use uh, radios. He was very tested for decades to see if he was uh, cheating or having someone uh, Mm -hmm. broadcast their voices to him. But there was... uh, he was never found to be uh, cheating or, or anything like that. And he was very, very well studied by scientists uh, in, in Italy.
0: Yeah. The thing that got me about his work, they showed that um, not only did they his put yes in, in like a Faraday, in Faraday cage where there could be no... Mm-hmm, right where there could be no extraneous transmissions coming in. But then in the movie, in the documentary, they show they took out um, tubes. They took out parts of the radio itself. Yes. They unplugged the radio. And it, they still got transmissions um, from exactly. c- from people in other dimensions through it.
1: So to the researchers, it proved Amazing. that uh, Mr. Bhatti okay. was a medium, or the only medium... Uh, from uh, via which the spirits, the discarnate entities, were communicating through, and they just happened to be—you know—they would cast their voices through the radio, but only when Mister Bachi was around. Otherwise, it was just a dead radio, turned off, tubeless, no electricity. Right. But when he was around, the voices would begin, commence.
0: Yep. So many of the people who um, came and had sessions with him and heard from their children and their loved ones, they, they were Italian because, you know, it's in Italy. Um, but what got me during the movie was when one of the school experiments, um, you know, affiliated people, researchers, sat there with him and spoke in English. They got messages directly yes. in English, you know, Um it was it was it was really st- and sometimes sometimes for me they weren't very clear but say, but often the english messages for me were clear.
1: clear the italian i you know i could barely make out what the subtitles mm-hmm. were telling me but the uh the, the most important thing though is that the parents of the the uh the voices the spirit the children yes. in spirit would say well definitely that's my son's voice that's my daughter's voice and there was an analysis done right. of one of the voices a, a daughter of uh, one of uh, the attendees and with fbi level analysis uh, analyzing software the voice was found to be 97% right. match to the to the voice they had a recording of the child before mm. she passed right and 97% yeah 97
0: match. <laughs> yeah yeah. And, and um, I, you know, I understand some Italian. Um, I understand it better than I speak it, that's for sure. Um, but I, you know, as I was listening to it and listening to some of the parents speaking, I was thinking, you know, I may not speak Italian very well, but I definitely speak mother. And even, you know, it I was clear to me it wasn't just wishful thinking. It really came across and, and even I could sometimes just understand, mm-hmm. you know, mama, someone saying mama, you know, speaking to their mother. And um, a woman who, was, who apparently put roses on her son's um, grave regularly. And um, I believe she, yes, she, got, a she rose. got a rose.
1: Yes, she no, got wait, a rose. Could
0: that be right? Wow. Wow.
1: And there was a woman... That was oh, bocce. That was
0: with bocce, not with the, the folks at school. The flowers
1: and... only appeared, well, they sh- in the film, the flowers only appeared as apports, which is another area we have to go into. They appeared as apports in the seance room. Have you ever I received an apport?
0: Amazing. Yes, I have. And again, I'm glad I've seen the skull report or the skull experiment movie multiple times because <laughs> um, on the one hand, it's like, well, when am I going to start getting apports? Am I ever going to get apports? You know, and is that beyond my ability? Is that beyond me? What? How shall, how will apports um, Or is defined? that beyond the communication level? You know, uh, um, apports are things that show up um, that shouldn't otherwise be showing up. Um, like with the skull experiment, they, they got like almost 80 or something apports in total over the five years. Mm-hmm. Um, one time it was a newspaper, 50-year-old newspaper in pristine condition that um, was tested and it was not just a reprint. It was original paper, um, letterpress from the 50s. Um, or a coin or a piece of jewelry, um, something that just shows up for them on the table. And for them, it was with a, a, a bang sound, usually. Um, gotten apports. They have been very handy apports that let me know that at the time I was really vibing, you know, really regularly and and high. So, um as opposed to a coin from the 1800s or something like that showing up for me. I'd be sitting at the end of my bed, um, getting ready to go out and <laughs> getting dressed and, th- and looking around and thinking, where is that other sock? What did I do with the sock? And Ms. Uni, my adorable dog and partner in crime, um, who's sitting over there right now, Um, she's waiting to go out and then suddenly I look down and the sock is right there. The sock is in my, is in my hand. I just looked, it wasn't in my hand a moment ago. And suddenly the sock is in my hand or it'll be my keys. So, you know, and it's, so for me, the apports I've gotten, they've blown my mind, even though they've been very, you know, household household householdy, you know, very, um, everyday sort of things, but they certainly let me know that, um, the, you know, I had meditated that morning. I was very focused on, um, my work, you know, um, love and reaching out and CE fiving, you know, speaking to, um, trans dimensional, multi-dimensional beings, um, and family and ancestors. And, um, and, and pushing the barriers, the boundaries of, of what I'm working on. Oh. And there, an airport just shows up in my hand.
1: Well, the kind of apports I have more looked, like what the uh, Skull on. Group uh, experienced. I want an airport that's not in my house already. I want it to be from somewhere else and come through the walls of my house like theirs. I, I mean, just come on through, uh, ignoring the mm-hmm. rules of uh, matter and appear. I want it to be as different as possible from anything that I already own. Go ahead.
0: Well, I wouldn't, I love that that's what you're saying you want. I love that that is your communication to the universe because I absolutely am clear that speaking of that which you want is what you will get. You'll manifest it that way. The universe will now um, go ahead and dial it in, you know? Um, yeah, and, and I think that when people are developing their abilities, um, saying that which you want, telling the universe how to work with you is, is, is really the way to go. You know, it's like you go from asking to then your task is just start noticing when it shows I up. I certainly will. And um, so I hope you get it and I hope you let me know. Mm -hmm. Um, The ones that I got, they were, you know, they happened like over a couple of, over over the course of a couple of days. And I guess the phrase is boom, boom, boom. They They just happened repeatedly and they were enough to startle me and enough to remind me of what's possible, you know. So that was that was good by me. I would not mind an apport of a five-pound bag of current money, um, non mm-hmm. non-sequential used bills. <laughs> you know, I, I I would not mind an apport of um, a ten-pound box of gold bars or um, money. So yeah, but um, yeah, but. It was, I liked okay. what I got. I, I was stunned. It was, it was stunning and amazing. Yeah. And yeah, the Skull Report helped me be ready for that, I have to say.
1: Yeah, the Skull Report helped you, helped one to be ready for many, many different things. In addition to the, the airports, uh, there were healings that occurred from these little lights flying around that had mass and lights mm-hmm. don't have mass in our universe. But their lights had mass. And they could feel the lights when they're arrested right. upon them. The lights, lights would also go through their bodies mm-hmm. or just go in and stay there for a few minutes and then come out some other you know, part of their bodies. And then uh, and mm. uh, sessions held, seances held in the United States and in the UK. And I think they had um, some Italy and Ibiza. They also had some sessions, but mostly they took place in the uh, Mm -hmm. basement of uh, the Foy's house in uh, Skoll.
0: Right. They called it the Skoll Hole. Mm -hmm. So they got together for five years Mm -hmm. um, in that, you know, this twice a week, the same group of people, the same days of the week, I believe that that helped to focus the energy, helped to f- um, focus the energy in the space, and um, that consistency, which I think is useful to know if people are looking to replicate that sort of thing. Um, they said that even though these were um, the Bennett's, a couple, um, husband and wife, the Bennett's and a couple, husband and wife, the Foy's, that it took them a- about a year before yeah, they, significant uh, phenomena, So that was a year spent with maybe up. just
1: little insignificant things they oh. said. But then after the year of meeting twice then uh, other things started to happen mm-hmm. more significant. And they, they judged they deduced that uh, well, if this is ever going to be believed by anyone, if it's ever going to help uh, people, other people, realize that there's life after death, then we should get some Scientists involved, some investigators, right. so we can have experiments uh, observed and written right. down. So, we, you know, so they opened up their circle for study.
0: mm hmm
1: Like three investigators..: yeah.
0: Right. They were doing things They were doing things with cameras. Um, they had some cameras of uh, the investigators' cameras. Um, with night vision um then they were doing things and and they typically operated in the dark and um they would get instructions on how to gave them instructions with what they called their spirit team um -hmm. right such as um having a glass uh jar a glass bell-shaped um vessel upside down bell-shaped thing on the on the table that helped to gather Mm -hmm. the energy and focus the energy and they have images in the in the movie that are not simulations um, that show i mean they have some simulations too but they but they had some plenty that were not simulations and one of them shows the energy within the glass and 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 coming or emanating from this glass container you know, this, this interesting red light, uh, they had, um, hands show up and they had some amazing visual effects a visual, you know, a phenomena. They had, um, a hand mm-hmm. show up, like, like the, someone said from like the Adams family, just the wrist down to the fingertips. And when they asked one of the spirit people, um, through the trance mediums who were there, um, is it just a hand? And, and they were told, no, the rest of the body is there too, but you're, you're only seeing the hand. And I think they were invited to touch the hand and feel upwards from it. And you could feel up to a point um, the arm, etc., that yes. was attached to it, even though it wasn't visible. So um, pretty stunning stuff. And I think one of the attendees, investi- one of the, the attendees, um, I think it was one of the Foy's maybe, or the Bennett's asked, um, could the hand was Dr. touch them? And they were told, oh, yes. Yeah. And then the hand, oh, Rupert Sheldrake. Wow. Um, and the hand went behind him and touched him on the shoulder. And they said it was not slimy. It was not extreme. A little cool cold. to the touch,
1: it but face. fleshy feeling. You know? That's
0: mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And there's one point where that was Robin, where someone said their mother, Foy, father, and a and a sibling.
1: That's why he said up, he wasn't. They were able to. He wasn't surprised. Yeah. Uh, for but him, he to, uh, well, he's the leader of the mm-hmm. organizer, head organizer of the school group. He, but for him, he said it was just it's just normal to talk with spirits to see them. And the only difference is that they're passed on. And someone who's in the room with him, it's a physical person, has not passed on yet. But he, he has said he you know, saw and hugged, he touched his uh, yeah. sister and parents. But that was outside of the, I guess, the experiment itself. It wasn't an experimental session. This, from what I gather from the f- watching, that they just showed up at some point mm-hmm. for him in his own individual you know, sitting.
0: I I got Mhm. I got the impression that some of it was yeah, they start like with the, the, of the of Bennetts the, the Bennetts were, were, doing,
1: were mediums before. They were well-established yes. mediums before mm-hmm. they started with the Skull group.
0: Mhm.
1: So, who knows? We have to ask Mr. Foy, who I think lives in lives in Ibiza. He doesn't mm-hmm. live in Skull anymore. mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: He has his own book. He wrote a book, wow. and there was the separate the That's skull right. experiment book, which is shown in the the movie. But there's also the skull reports book, which is published by the uh, Society for Psychical Research in the UK. And that book is mm-hmm. uh, was written by the investigators, and the two of the investigators appear, or three of them, I guess, appear in the movie. But two of them before the movie is finished are deceased; they passed on before the movie is finished. Mm-hmm. they heard well I that brings up uh, of the medium Allison Allison Dubois in Arizona Allison heard Allison was asked about mm-hmm. um, Montague Keene is the investigators the lead investigators name and she was uh, in an experiment with Allison after this, the show was, had already been on TV for a while and so the camera crew comes to interview Allison to see if she can contact Mr. Keene. So in a, in a laboratory at the University of Arizona, two investigators from the Arizona lab sitting behind her, you can see, they ask her questions uh, about you know, Mr. Keene. Tell- they tell her his wife's name, but they don't tell her who she is going to see or who she's trying to, uh, to uh, connect to. And he comes through for her mm-hmm. and shows her how he passed away. And he, yeah.
0: Right. Right. And it was on film. So they were able to mm-hmm. not only um, authenticate that she got it right, but they were even able to show a clip of the conference he was attending where he, he actually.
1: He passed away with know, his boots on. As a, where one, he actually yeah. passed away. As a West, you can use a an American you know, simile, because he was, yeah. he was at a conference and he was giving his evidence. He, was, uh, mm-hmm. he wasn't he was on the, the the stage itself. He was in the front row facing the stage. And he was in mid-sentence mm-hmm. when his voice just gave out and he passed away just mm-hmm. like that, like clicking, you know, snapping your fingers. He was uh, discarnate.
0: So
1: and through through his uh, contact with Allison it mm-hmm. shows she expresses that he thought uh, that was a great way to go. (laughs)
0: Wow, 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 and they were were showing that, um, one of the things that really got me was that they showed film that was in its original container, um, sealed, and they had some experts there in the skull hole with these um,
1: old-fashioned with, roles. With rolls, of, <laughs>
0: old-fashioned rolls of film. Nineteen nineties. Yeah. I love that it's old-fashioned now. Yup, and and they would put.
1: What were you doing?
0: Left last, last century. <laughs> <laughs> um, they would put
1: it. It was I, okay. Last
0: century. That's I was. I was. I was working corporate. I was corporate back then. So yeah. So um, they would put it in. They had. Um, cameras there, a, um, a video camera. Even though it was in the dark, they would put the film in the camera. They had the expert do it. Nobody from the skull group touched the the cassette. And then they ran it. They recorded. And then when it was over, they didn't expect to get anything on it. It should have been just darkness, and it was not just a blank tape. That you know, they had images. They had amazing images. And then the um right in the regular rolls of tape, not even the video tape, they would. Um, leave them there, I guess, on the table, and when the event was over, um, they would develop them right there in the room on some little 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 thing, and they would find four feet long worth of up to four feet long worth of messages from people, um, sometimes in archaic German in in Latin, um, they found, oh, is that a diagram for a better way to communicate with the spirit team um, drawn out by hand on the film with the Mm. initials TAE for Thomas Alva Edison on this film. And they said when they compared it with the archives of Thomas Alva Edison's, you know, handwriting, it, it was nearly identical. So, you know, frankly, that blends nicely with what I understand from certain African cultures where if you act like a jerk in real, you know, in, in your incarnate life, when you transition to non-physical, you may um, act as a helper or an ambassador. And Thomas Alva Edison absolutely qualifies because he acted like a complete jerk while he was in his body. So he just ought to have been of some help to everybody. And his, one of his interests
1: was one of his, uh... Interest I, was. I'm
0: I'm Team Tesla.
1: Although he was uh, was afterlife communication, the paranormal, and making a device, inventing a device that would communicate with the uh, deceased people or spirits of people, the essence of people. And he was. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. If you watch,
1: I guess any Tesla movie, you'll see Edison uh, opposed to Tesla's ideas and in more in league with uh, Andrew Carnegie's. Vision, Carnegie being one of his uh, investors, and J.P. Morgan. Yes, and
0: J.P. Morgan.
1: So this has been, yeah. so yes So this is our half hour. And... Half hour is up, and uh, yeah. So is, Thomas Alva Edison makes this the uh, Thomas Alva Edison show, or the Tesla show. The outsits beef with Thomas. The outsits beef with Thomas
0: Alva Edison show. Yes. But yeah, but that that his work showed up, that his handwriting showed yes. up is pretty cool. So we're going to take a break and come back, and we hope you'll join us and um, talking about the skull, skull experiment movie and book yep. on. This, uh, fyi, I have not read. I have not read the skull experiment book.
1: So, so we'll be back in in uh, however many minutes. <laughs>
0: All right, okay. Hello, Leo. We're back. We're, back. We're we are back. back. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Intuitive Secrets with Company, Company of
1: Profits. Of Profits. Company of Profits. <laughs> com. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, and that's company spelled Q-O-M-P-A-N-Y. But I guess if you found us, you already know that. Um, so I want to ask you, since you do EVP work and that sort of mediumship, did you find um, the, the skull experiment inspirational when you were, was it part of what got you looking at this, at, at what you do?
1: It was uh, inspirational to see Marcello Bacci at work. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I, I did look for voices as uh, he gets, but I don't get the voices he gets. I mean, only he could do that. We're I mm-hmm. think we, when you start exploring mediumship and you begin to develop intuitively, you're going to get. Uh, what's spe- speci- specifically tailored to you. True. So, yeah, so it's like y- your fingerprints are unique to you and your mm-hmm. mediumship will be unique to you also. Yes. So don't despair or disappointed it if it's not just like Bachi or just like <laughs> uh, you know, the Foy's or whoever, just like the Skull Group. It's going to be something else spectacular.
0: Yes. It's going to be your unique communication. With the universe, your unique expression,
1: yeah, yeah, your unique commun- uh, contribution mm-hmm. to the world,
0: mm, the like universe. any art
1: form, any art form, it's mm-hmm. going to be you know just like unique like that. Yeah. So in a way, I would say you know, don't hold back as far as developing yourself uh, in any in any format goes because. Only you can do that. Only you are here, are here to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's so unique and so special, that's, whatever is coming from you, uh, that you should feel quite proud of it.
0: Yes. And certainly comfortable and certainly um, peaceful about it because it is natural to, to you know, communicate, you know, not just one human being in the present to another, Um, or human to canine, like with Ms. Uni, Um, there's the entire universe with which to communicate. That's my observation.
1: Um, Do you find the movie inspirational?
0: I I definitely do. Um, As I was saying earlier, um, in my own development, it marked a a, a point um, that helped me understand that I was completely normal in what I was doing and the way, you know, the universe showed up for me and how I experienced the universe and, and my world. Um, and it also let me know that I did not need to hold back because there are people who are doing things far stranger than I, was, than I thought I was doing and that there's plenty of room to grow and expand so it, it it actually motivated me to see, you know, in which in what ways I could expand. Um, and I also find it powerfully useful because there's a moment in the movie, fairly early in the movie, when they talk about um, how this was one of the most well documented, um, you know, experiments and and proof of afterlife and our ability to communicate with and stuff like that and that to me validated the ancestors the ancestral um, traditions the, the the many different traditions around the world where people have been saying that this was their experience for a long time you know um, it was like Correct. yeah, even even before they had this verification all of us have had family or relatives or distant someone's or cultures where this was being, you know, this was being um, spoken about and um, they were right. <laughs> it was
1: true. Yes. They may not have gone about it the same way, sitting around a table in the dark, maybe they're dancing or drumming or uh, uh, the public ceremonial, occasion or, or just a few people in a, in a room, but definitely sitting around and making some energetic contribution of some kind because the, uh, the entities use energy. And if you can produce energy from drumming or singing or
0: mm-hmm. just
1: having your own spirits high, as it were, then that helps them to come through. That helps them to communicate. They want to join in because you're having fun, too.
0: Yeah, I think Mrs. Foy or Mrs. Bennett, I'm not sure which of them, um, was saying that the ones who did the biggest work were the were the ones on the spirit side. Um, as I had it described in a course I took with uh, Marilyn Hedger at um, uh, the Holistic Studies Institute, she was saying that they have to lower their vibration while we raise mm-hmm. our vibration and yes. them part of the way.
1: So you're know? so yeah, the... Activity, great music, great food, great friends, good company, dancing raises our vibration, and they have to lower theirs. Uh, to, to me, this halfway. Yeah. Now, uh, in the Western cultures, like UK, I mean, they're a bit more laid. You know, they're just like more staid. So, sitting in a darkened room for them, focusing and meditating that raises their vibration. And also they played music, which they don't get into in the movie, but they, the spirits would request certain mus- musical selections and mostly it would seem to be classical, mm. uh, classical cassettes that they would play uh, before. And I think also during the seance.
0: Hmm. I was taking a class once and um, someone described the way that um, other cultures, um, traditional cultures, I guess they're called, would do music um, and dance, and there were, there were, one person was suggesting that it was theatrical, you know, it was for it was for the dramatic effect, but it is just another way to raise their vibration. And
1: raise your vibration through theater. In theater, it served a Except theater serves. Theater.
0: I'm not theater calling it theater at all.
1: a purpose. I'm not calling it. Uh, when it was first invented, quote unquote, invented by the Greeks or whomever, and it was a public like catharsis. It wasn't Broadway. It was a public focus for energy, for um, I don't want to say use the word overcoming, but just to working through certain themes as a group, as you say traditional cultures do now. Mm-hmm. So if you read about the roots, the actual roots mm-hmm. of drama, it was to, it was a sort of, a sort of uh, similar purpose as the, as the uh, drumming and communal singing and drumming and dancing do now.
0: That's a very, very nice point and well made, Mr. Leo. I almost,
1: you know, I tried, you know, to, had to get in there to make it, but thank you for letting me make that point. I didn't mean to trigger you about the
0: you know thank you I thank. no well I I did get a little triggered because I thought that you know but because I thought that um others were dismissive of what people were doing as if they weren't really raising their vibrations but you've reminded me to stay extremely positive by the way um and that that even in the, the context of theater there is um there is value in terms of, I love the word, the, the catharsis, as you said, and the communal working through of a concept or, or of a, a belief or a feeling, you know, or, and a story. Yes. Um, but, yeah, but I, I also, I guess I'm also saying that, you know, people making music, whether they're playing it or listening to a cassette of it, um, serves to raise vibrations, can serve to raise vibrations. And, um, yeah, regardless of culture, whichever culture. Whichever time, you know.
1: So if a person in their development work today thinks they want to listen to the Beatles while they meditate or whatever, just go ahead.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yes.
1: So, you know, it doesn't have to be classical. It could be your traditional, quote unquote. But whatever, you know, whatever music raises your vibration, it's good.
0: I'm putting in a plug. For my two favorite of the moment sets of music that raise my vibration. Okay. okay. I'm putting in a plug for the soundtrack to The, um, the, the Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. That's the Hugh Jackman movie, um, Hugh Jackman, Zach Efrens, and Daya movie um, that's loosely based on, 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 on P.T. Barnum. Mm-hmm. Um, almost every song is an anthem and just gets me. And then the other piece of music, the other soundtrack that is that is still working for me like, oh, my gosh, is the soundtrack to A Wrinkle in Time. Um, The song. Oh, my gosh. uh, um, uh, Warrior. And um, there's a song by the sister, the sister, the duo. Have you ever heard of them? Chloe and Hallie? No. I knew you hadn't, but that's okay. So, yeah, these lovely sisters, they sing a song about being a warrior, and you can find me in the light. Oh, God, every, every, every time I hear the song, I cry. It gets me. It definitely triggers my vibration in a bunch of ways. Um, and then there's the there's song... Oh, I can't. DJ Khaled actually is featured on a song, and oh my god, I can't think of the young woman's name, and she's amazing. Oh, I can't think of her her name. Um, and, and then also Charday. Mm-hmm. Charday has a has a piece and has a song in there too, that you know the sprinkle in Time. Yes.
1: She does yes. the soundtrack. I mean, the, the theme. She does the theme. Theme song. Yes,
0: she does wonderful. That's beautiful. So if you're looking for music, if you're looking for music to raise your vibe, to remind you that, you know, you are in the light and that you've got this and can do this, um, I I recommend them very much. They work for you. What, what, what raises your vibration? Yes. What, what, what music works for you when it comes to music?
1: Oh, I don't know. I like so many different types of music. It could be experimental, uh, like the music that's on the, uh, CE5 app Mhm
0: that's true
1: so classical uh, jazz I don't have any set pieces that I you uh, know uh, can point to and say this is going to send me over the moon today right now at this minute
0: Mhm Okay <laughs>
1: Uh, that's, uh, the uh, CE5 music, I think is the Fibonacci sequence, actually. It's based on the Fibonacci sequence. Oh, yes. Sequence. So I use that every day for uh, my meditation.
0: Very cool.
1: It's from a Very French group, cool. I think. Les Signes, uh, the Swan. Did I say that right? Les Signes. Oh,
0: yes. Yes, right nice um yeah that's that is some lovely music and um speaking of C- right flower of the universe that's that's the one by um by chardet um and i believe i believe <laughs> that's the one with um with dj Khaled and demi lovato that's the one that's it lovely stuff um I had no idea that woman could sing like that. I had no idea, um, but what you mentioned—the CE5 movie—and that was that was a. I, I mentioned it last time we spoke. The, the app. The, I mentioned the um, app. Right, right. And when we did the <laughs> CE5, when we reviewed the CE5 movie, um, I mentioned that the skull report, the skull experiment, um, blue C, um, blue communications across the universe and across dimensions blew it wide open for me because having seen the movie, honestly, probably seven times, um, just part of my own development and comfort in my development. It wasn't until, I don't know, maybe the fourth, fifth time that I noticed that they, um, that one of the images they captured on film in the dark, um, was that of an alien an extraterrestrial's face and they did this sequence where they aimed the camera into a mirror so or into two mirrors that were that were facing each other i guess at an angle so they said it would only get that that um not feedback but that input there was no other image could be could be could be being shown to the camera um and they had a couple of images, one that looked like two worlds or a world and a moon. It looked like two orbs in a reddish background. And it used to me to be to me that those were just two orbs in a reddish background. I wondered if they were orbs. Now I wonder if those are planets. And there was an image that looked like pyramids, but not pyramids on Earth. You know, the mm-hmm. shape was a bit... Um, um, yeah it was more narrow and and, and pointier uh, uh, narrower sort of a pyramid and now, when I look at those images, i cannot but think that by using communication at the level of consciousness, the people in the skull group were seeing other places um in the physical world but but elsewhere in the in the universe just as they were seeing the face of someone, it was not a still picture. It was like someone looking at, to me, it looks like someone looking back at them in that image with the pointy chin and the big eyes and the big forehead, the classic extraterrestrial look.
1: Well, the images are on the videotape. Mm-hmm. So they didn't see them all, you know, they didn't see them until they saw the videotape.
0: Yes, but to, to me, when I'm looking at those images, that being is being present with them. So, you know, is, is not just caught in passing it. To me, that image is, it's such a straight on image that to me, that being is showing up and going, well, here I am. So I'm saying that it was looking at them or to at the camera at, at any rate, you know, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, seeing that showed me what was possible with, um, are expanding consciousness that the applications to which um, being in the state of loving thought um, and oneness with all what it makes what it makes possible and that makes me very excited for anybody who's expanding their consciousness and allowing themselves to develop without um, upward limits Beyond what maybe they were t- they were given to expect in school and in the regular old world, if they blow the lid off of what they can expect of themselves, they communicate with beings elsewhere and elsewhen. That's that's what I love about this this um, experiment and what it documents.
1: Yeah. I love. What does that. it for you? I love that uh, <laughs> if you. If you're looking for scientific evidence of the afterlife it's in this documentary it's and before the documentary there was scientific evidence but this is a five-year effort that you have know, with thousands of hours that uh, from one group of people thousands yep. that gives you uh you know the evidence you would want to present or to present to yourself or or to use in any uh, debate or whatever, if you want to debate the question with someone. Uh, The evidence is there for life after passing from this earthly existence. And that's why the beings showed up. That's why they wanted to be involved in the experiment, because they want us to know that we're just... uh, In order for us to, say, become better people and better citizens of the universe, they want us to realize that it's just not about the bling or whatever latest, whatever is on TV or the latest thing you can go buy It's about who you are inside because mm-hmm. you're going to be that person inside for forever. Mm. Your essence. So to develop, to start developing your essence now, in other words, to be kinder, mm. to be loving. I like
0: it. Well said. Um, I also thought that um, this movie, this documentary, could be really good for people who are trans mediums. Oh, well, sure. And, you know, that is not my, my thing. Um, I do not like releasing myself to somebody else, to, to someone else stepping in. I, not very much. Uh, maybe later one day I'll be more comfortable with it but some people have an aptitude that is how their ability shows up from day one mm-hmm. and um i've known people who are who are a little uncomfortable with that you know it's it's extra um it can seem extra and because. so to uh, you know because they make uh, they, they they may make sounds it's because it's different than mental mediumship mental mediumship can be a bit more you know um it can seem a little neater, maybe i don't know it's all out there as far as I'm more proper say. yeah um and so this movie is great for people who are um budding trans mediums because it lets them see not only what's possible with it but you know it lets them see trans mediums in action at a high level and what it sounds like and you know sometimes it sounds it sounds odd but um it's a powerful and important um, type of expression as well, and mm. I, I, you know, I, I when it comes to trans mediums. I, I really feel for them, and I really, I just embrace them with great love. Wherever you are, trans mediums, I, I, I send out love to you because it is an interesting skill to develop, and um, yeah. And and you deserve all the encouragement. Well, we all deserve all the encouragement possible. But um, special special shout out to trans mediums, I guess I would say.
1: Yeah, I mean, but while they're, it's not. Um, I think the, uh, Alan Bennett tried to describe what it felt like for him as a trans medium mm-hmm. to allow. And we're talking great trust and love here to allow an entity to access his physical senses in order to communicate with people in the room, to be That's tape-recorded, for the, his words to be tape-recorded. And it's it's more of a, it's not just a totally releasing your entire self, although it could be if you want it to be. And then some cultures, they, with their trans mediumships, they go into, they could say, you know, well, the word that's been used in English is possessed. You know, possession by certain spirits of another person, of a person's mm-hmm. body, which means uh, we're out of it. And so they could do whatever they want with their body. So it's kind of scary if you're thinking of it from a Hollywood uh, perspective. That is could, a
0: brilliant observation.
1: Because That's most of our basis for the entire rest of the world is Hollywood. Even for the space, it's Hollywood unfortunately, or fortunately.
0: Um, I declare that I'm officially tossing out my reticence about trans experiences because you are quite right. Those words, that context within which it's been phrased um, has made me feel like it is a, um, not only having an immense trust, but a loss of control. And I don't think it is not being possessed it, even if I didn't think it was before I think that that connotation was still there mm-hmm. it is not about being about being possessed and um and it is all in love you know and one still has control it is a it is a, a cooperation
1: yes you
0: know? and I I have certainly felt Um, in a message circle where I'm getting a message from somebody's, you know, grandfather. (laughs) Especially if it's someone who's very different from me, like a a guy or something like that from another era from like the 1950s. And I, I, I suddenly notice, you know, that I'm sitting forward with my elbows on my knees, you know, my voice is changing. I'm talking, you know, for this person. And, I guess that is, that's as close as I've come to experiencing that, you know, and, I, and I, my body is expressing the way they would. My voice is shifting. My tone is shifting. Um, and there is nothing, nothing scary about that at all.
1: Mm-hmm. It's,
0: it's just expressing, you know, it's just getting the words out.
1: They're not going <laughs> to run happens, away with you. And,
0: Thank you for reminding me of that. Miss <laughs> yes. Uni is looking at me like, you know, are you paying attention? I'm paying attention. They're not going to run away with me. And that said, now I do not, do not know what degree, um, how much further I could go with that sort of thing. Um, you remind me that the course I took um, in transmediumship um we were given this exercise in a guided meditation, and I believe mm-hmm. that the teacher's the teacher's name was Marilyn Hedger. The, I think she's called the British psychic um, here on the East Coast. Um, I think she was the teacher who who it might have been Steve Robinson. I don't know, but they were saying that if you do a meditation where you visualize yourself going down a set of stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, that that helps you deepen your uh, your think you know your I guess your it raise your vibration
1: and deepen your trance states.
0: Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> You're Duh. welcome. Um, thank you. And I have to say, my favorite image was um, um, a stone stairway like in a forest, at the edge of a forest that leads down to a beach.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. And so the meditation is going on with very nice music in the background um, and in a dark room with really cool people and um, going and she's leading us on this thing and going down these stairs. And I, I, I'm reminded that as it happened, I had an amazing experience.
1: So I
0: give that, mm -hmm, um, someone I love um, showed up for me in, you know, in my, in my imagery out of just popped up and told me to, to basically have faith in the process and to, you know, and um, yeah, I ended up having a really powerful experience. Um, So I say that For anyone out there who's looking to do this sort of thing, to to, to have a deeper experience with their connection to the universe, um, try that in your meditation. Going down Mm -hmm. some lovely stairs of your choosing, (laughs) knowing all is well, and um, going deep and seeing, going deep and high, and seeing what unfolds.
1: Now you've mentioned your class, these workshops. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you, would you recommend a workshop setting say over individual study?
0: Hmm. I I say that if you can find a class somewhere, um, that that is great. Um, You know, it's like any other sort of thing A class, a therapist, uh, whatever, a doctor, a lawyer, feel how it feels for you, you know. Um, What's nice about a class is that you have that group energy, Mm -hmm. um, the multiple people adding their energy to the mix. Um, That is wonderful. I I tend, I, I, I used to be much more of an introvert. So I liked doing things on my own. I think that you could do it in a group by zoom. So you don't even have to be present in the same room, you know, something like, well, now you have
1: to, very true.
0: I, I know that it won't always be that way though, but yeah. So you don't have to be in the same room. Exactly. I have, I know that you can generate immense energy even without being in the same room with people. You're in the same universe. So it still works. Um, Yeah. And, and I, because I don't know if I would have gotten the same result if I had done it by myself um, at first, because Mm -hmm. that was the first time I ever had the temperature in the room change when I meditated. And um, people had to put on jackets, put put up wrap around shawls, put on sweaters when we meditated in that, in that class. And then After, outside of the class, when I meditated, I was getting a change of temperature as well. I I really kept on saying I should get a thermometer and put it near me. Um, I did an experiment of my own where I got to class early and while people were still talking, I started to meditate and the person next to me was still talking to somebody else and put their, their jacket on. And that to me, let me know that this temperature change was for real, for real. So... Um, yeah, I think it can be fun doing it in a group. I think that it can be comforting because you're experiencing new, new things. But I, yeah. I'm, you know, but I think that one can also do it to an, a certain extent alone. Um, but I think it probably gives a, an added bit of comfort and perhaps if someone needs it, an extra bit of um, feeling of security to have other people to bounce off what's going on for you mm-hmm. in a group. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we've gone through another half hour.
0: Well, I thought that was awesome. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I hope others have been enjoy- have been enjoying it.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's fun. So watch I, that uh, movie. Right. This uh, afterlife good. investigations. The skull.
0: And there's experiment. a couple of
1: books. Uh, the, there's a book called The Skull Experiment. And there's a book called The Skull Reports. They're both available at Amazon for about the same price. Mm-hmm. On Kindle, for sure. And uh, mm-hmm. also on paperback, probably.
0: Um, I think on the website, um, it would be really cool if we um, included some info so people can find them all the more easily. Um, I was hoping that you would, um, maybe on the website or something, recommend, um, um, your favorite apps for doing, for getting, um, EVPs, electric voice phenomena, um, because that's more your world than mine. And, um, so, so perhaps, you know, if you think that's something to do, by all means, put it on the website and folks can find it there.
1: Mr. Leo. Would you like another half hour, or are we going to wrap it up?
0: I think we can wrap it up. Did you want another half hour? I'm, 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 I'm in my garden. If you wanted to talk my- more
1: about EVP, but uh, EVP, I think you just need a tape recorder. It's you and a tape recorder or a radio. <laughs> you don't really, you don't need an app for that. There are apps available. And if someone wants to know the best, quote, unquote, what I would recommend, uh, they can email us, contact us Ooh. at uh, companyofprofits.com. Use the contact link there. It's Email okay. us at uh, companyofprofits at Gmail also in Gmail.
0: Very cool. Company of
1: Profits, all one word, at Gmail. And we can discuss those EVP apps and, and techniques. Before I even you know get to writing about it on the website, even to want it. personal attention.
0: <laughs> and and we also welcome feedback and um, feedback about what you think of the movie or the books. I would love to see that. I'd love to read that as well. So you're welcome to share that with us on the on um, by email or. What was like that? that. Um, I would love to see what other people think about the movie. Okay. And the book. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Well, it's been lovely talking to you, Allison.
0: Thank you, Mr. Leo Hill. Um, thank you all for joining us for our third episode, um, of intuitive secrets with company of profits. We will talk to you again next time. And, um, look forward to what we're going to discuss. Me too. (laughs) All the very best to you all.
1: Ciao for now. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.